G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Yeah. It's not that God doesn't care about that as other people. It's just that there's a reason. Yeah. And if you don't know that you shouldn't eat a dead chicken that's been rotting for a couple of days, mm. you don't know what the consequences is until you do. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been looking at the dietary laws given to the Jewish people about which animals were acceptable or forbidden, and also about some of the complexity and contradiction. In this program, we'll examine some of the reasons for the prohibitions God established regarding the acceptable and unacceptable food for his people. For a long time, it's been very confusing for a lot of people, and there's a lot of Christians who they want to do what's right. Mm. They don't want to displease God, and so they're confused. Well, can I, can I have a bacon sandwich or, or not? Mm. What a lot of people are very curious about is why did God say some animals were prohibited while others weren't? I mean, sheep and goats, they are kosher, but rabbits, kangaroos, foxes, they are not. Mm. I mean, personally, I'm so not into eating rabbits and kangaroos and foxes, (laughs) too cute to eat, I think. You kind of have to ask the question, why is that? That's right, because I guess there's not really a clear reason for it as far as their physiology. It can be very confusing, and so I guess it's not easy to understand why God would say, you know, you can eat this, you can't eat this, this is clean, this is unclean. Mm -hmm. But of course, it talks about some of this in Deuteronomy 14, verse 21 says, You shall not eat anything which dies of itself. You may give it to the stranger who is in your town so that he may eat it, or you may sell it to a stranger. For you're a holy people to the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat. In its mother's milk. We talked about that last time. The verse says that God's people were not to eat creatures that died of itself. So that means they're not allowed to eat it if it died from old age. Maybe it was sick, had an accident, or was killed by another animal, or Mm -hmm. something happened. Other people could eat it, but God said that it was not acceptable for his own people to eat such an animal. I guess the question is, why would that be? Well, how long was this animal dead for? What mm. if something died of old age and it had been lying there for mm. a while? I mean, the, the truth is the second an animal dies, it starts to decay immediately. Yeah. Bacteria starts to work over the body for it to decompose. Mm. Well, you don't want to eat that. No, that's right. So most of the creatures that are on the forbidden list actually fall into the scavenger category. All right, not Not all of them, but... Most of them. So a scavenger would see the dead carcass Mm -hmm. and they would eat it. And, of course, the scavengers are really, really important in the ecosystem. They're the cleanup crew. They come along and they eat anything that's dead or rotten or decaying. Mm. Those animals keep the environment clean. But then do you want to go and eat something that's been eaten, something that's that's rotting and decaying? So I think with some exceptions that are to the scavenger list, there's a reason for why you don't want to eat those things. And obviously that verse in Deuteronomy talks about eating animals that had died of their own accord. Others could eat them, but not his people. So God's making a distinction. It's not wrong to eat it for someone else, but not for 
the Jews because he said you're a holy people. Yeah, and I think that's the real key, Robbo, that God was saying, I want you to be distinct from all other people. So, Mm. okay, let's just say somebody who is not a Jewish person finds a dead chicken and they just go, great, easy dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. They can eat it. That's fine. God says, they're not going to be in trouble because they've eaten it. It's only the Jewish people are not allowed mm. to do that. He made this distinction. They might be in trouble if it's uh, gone off already and they it makes them sick. Well, here's the funny thing. If God says don't eat a certain thing and it's okay for other people but just not my people, you kind of go, oh, does God not care if other people get sick? Mm. I don't think that's the case at all. I think that what it is, you, you're seeing a very physical distinction. Let's just say the person eats the chicken and it's only just died and they eat it and they're fine. That's No worries. But what happens if the chicken has died and it's two days old and they eat it Mm. and then they get sick? This is going to show the difference. It's not that God doesn't care about that as other people. It's just that there's a reason. And if you don't know that you shouldn't eat a dead chicken that's been rotting for a couple of days, Mm. you don't know what the consequences is until you do. So you kind of have to see that disparity to say, oh, okay, now I get why God doesn't want his people Mm. to eat a chicken or an animal that's been dead for a while. But scavengers, they do serve a purpose, as we said. It's just that God doesn't want his people eating a garbage disposal. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, obviously, the Jews were called to be a light to the nations in all aspects of their lives. So this is one example where they, they can actually, in some respects, I guess, be an example to other nations as to how to consume food that's not going to make them sick. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that becomes very evident regarding the dietary laws is that, again, we said they were a point of difference, but God expressly told his people to consecrate themselves to be holy as he is holy. You kind of go, well, what has that got to do with the food? I mean, to consecrate something means to set it apart, like to be distinctly different. Separated. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, uh, Leviticus 11 talks about this from verses 44 onwards. It says, For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, because I'm holy. And you shall not make yourselves unclean with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. So you shall be holy, because I am holy. To make a distinction between the unclean and the clean, and between the edible creature and the creature which is not to be eaten. Now, I'm just going to throw in, just for the sake of possibility, I've got absolutely no way of backing this up, but I'm just going to throw a thought (laughs) out there, okay? There are some animals that are not scavengers that are on the no-eat list. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, but there was also a lot of things about the pagan nations around about Israel that had to do with food, animals, gods, belief systems, pagan practices that God said, you're not to have anything to do with those things. So just for the sake of adding to the discussion, I have this thought that, you know, the gods of Egypt counted in the millions and most of them had animal forms, Mm. right? So I don't know whether some of the animals that were listed as strict prohibitions that were not scavengers may have had something to do with pagan idolatry as well that maybe God said, Mm. don't touch them. I don't know. It's just... I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. I think there's a good point for that because that verse talks about the fact that they'd come up out of Egypt yeah. and then it said to be holy as I'm holy. So there may be a good argument And to that. separate themselves. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So right. again, it's just a thought and then people can do their own research on that if they yeah. want to. But just like the hygiene laws, the dietary laws that God required of his people were to make them a truly distinct people from all other people groups. But the laws themselves were actually very beneficial in keeping them healthy so that 
the many and varied diseases and illnesses that were common amongst other people were not to be amongst them. Mm. And we often say that we want people to look at us as Christians and to see Jesus in us, to see a difference in the way we behave, the way we talk, the way we act, and that they'll see Jesus in us and want to know what it is that we've got. Mm. We say that all the time. You know what? God wanted that for his people amongst the whole world. He wanted them to look physically in their behaviors, in their diet, their hygiene laws, in their clothing, in everything that they did. Like in many cultures, it was perfectly fine to go and show your, prove your dedication to the God you worship by engaging with temple prostitution. Mm. And God said, no, 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 no. He didn't want them getting STDs. He didn't want them having unwanted pregnancies. He didn't want their families to break down. He didn't want them getting sick from eating bad foods. Mm. He didn't want them getting sick from not being hygienically clean. Yeah. They were to be a distinct people with standards that were high, moral, ethical, that demonstrated the standards of God as compared to the literally immoral standards mm. of the pagan world around them so they would look distinctly different. Yeah, so so true. pork and shellfish, that's not really an issue today when you look at the farming practices of today. I mean, it's... They're pretty decent, but there was still a reason for those prohibitions. And is there some argument also around the digestive system of some of these animals, like that, you know, some are better. I mean, obviously cows have got multiple stomachs, so they're working the food more through their digestive system than other animals? I think that actually is part of the reason. Like if you look at those digestive systems, it takes a much longer process to break down the food draw the goodness out to keep the animal healthy while getting rid of anything that's unwanted and unnecessary. If you look at the digestive system of, say, pigs, for example, it's a matter of hours between what the pig eats before it just literally goes onto their flesh, Mm -hmm. which means what they've eaten, if you eat the flesh, that's what you're eating. It hasn't really broken down Mm. um, and been refined like, say, that of a cow. So I think that has a lot to do with it. It has to do a lot of times with just health. We're going to continue exploring this further in our next program, and next time we're going to look at whether or not God removed these dietary laws. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.